<laughs> I don't think I got that. That was fine. <laughs> but it was close. You hit, I thought you like, <laughs> going to see if I can sneak by. Nope. Wrong. I'm, Wrong as always. Listen. I know things sometimes. When? Some, sometimes. Name one specific time. Name a woman. Name every woman. Ooh, Whitney Houston. That? I've been waiting for that. I've got something stuck in my... Please what don't do that here. <laughs> Found a dryer sheet, y'all. <laughs> Are you having a fucking scavenger hunt in your pants right now? Honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do. Fine. Oh. <laughs> scavenger hunt in my mm. pants. <laughs> Come and on you're down. you're invited. <laughs> We're going to have a big blowout for Easter, guys. <laughs> big summer blowout. <laughs> Come on down and get these... Mm, cookies. <laughs> get these cookies. Get these. Um, let's talk for a second about how blowouts are like when babies like explode their diapers. So having a blowout, why are we talking about that? I don't know. I'm just mattress blowout. <laughs> oh, like a blowout sale. Yeah, like you blew out like the mattress. Explosion. Yeah, babies came in shit all over <laughs> the mattresses, <laughs> so they gotta go. <laughs> They're real cheap. <laughs> There's a couple of stains in there, questionable stains. We'll give you a free bottle of vinegar and some baking soda. You can see what happens. <laughs> Good luck to you all. <laughs> Honestly, please take them. <laughs> no it returns. reeks in We're here. We're going out of business. You cannot bring them back. Just throw them in the garbage. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, you can just come fish them out of the garbage in just a minute. Please. More babies will probably show them. Bring another, I mean, bring your baby. Yeah, bring your honestly, baby. Bring your baby. Every baby you bring in is a discount <laughs> on your new mattress. Every uh, diaper you bring for the babies, free mattress. <laughs> free mattress. Free, free mattress. Uh, also on top of that, if you, um, it, you will end up paying you for the mattress if you bring enough. Like at that point, we just, please. Take this mattress. If you have a pressure washer, you can have the store. You're 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 the manager now. <laughs> you work here now. Can I buy a mattress from you? Please. This is a, we're gonna be the best mattress salesman ever. I mean, I've been training for this my whole life. Same. I I moved this like half a millimeter, and it is so much quieter now. Yeah. But why? Yours looks really. Whenever you talk, yours looks really loud. Mine looks Mine, really quiet. Because I'm right here in the mic. Oh, am I supposed to? See, I'm not still not even that loud either. Because I'm right here in the mic. Look. That's how you talk. I'm talking like, like you talk. I talk I'm just really quiet. And what? You're talking about me talking softly? Shut the fuck up. I never talk softly. <clears throat> there. I think yours is louder now. <laughs> well, our listeners probably don't need that in their ear. <laughs> just a screeching Chris. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. I love the podcast. We're drinking white claws. <laughs> love it. Bacoo. We didn't get to click. Okay, T talks. Um, I was gonna say something exciting. You didn't get to open a white claw. Yeah, I know. You, is well, that a cold I will. One? Is it? No, it's not open yet. I'm not ready for it yet. Chug, chug, bitch. See you, chug, send a chug. You know. <clears throat> is that some weird Texas Sam stuff? No, See a chug, send a chug. Who the fuck says that? Uh, that was popular when I was when you were in college too. Uh, never did that. People still do it nowadays. We would have ice cream socials, and we'd wear our socks on the gym floor, and we would do the twist. Uh, this is not the 1920s. This is the Wrong 2020s. Decade. The 50s. Say 50s. I I don't fucking care. Listen. The jitterbug. Ah. Uh, 
a classic. Cla- <laughs> <laughs> I remember me and uh, Jimmy Boy Johnson used to do <laughs> the jitterbug. Butthole booty bounty. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Tim. We called him Bob. Red Dick <laughs> Swanson would do the. We would do the Jitterbug and the Pony Boy all night long, and then and then we'd go home and fuck. <laughs> but it wasn't gay at that time. We didn't know what that meant. I was a lady back then. <laughs> I've had a transsexualism operation. <laughs> that means I've got. That is mean. I got rid of what I don't like downstairs. If you do say, Sonny. No, this Paris is burning. Oh. There are no more secrets in the closet. <laughs> I am as free as the wind on this beach. And then she laughs like a man like this, like. <laughs> <laughs> and then her friend says, but that laugh is still there, honey. <laughs> I love that. A classic. We love a shady, a shady mm. drag queen. Shady mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know what? Another classic that is currently on Netflix. The Queen. Tu yeah. Wong Fu. Oh, so good. That movie is lit. Uh, on Amazon Prime, they have the Queen. With I've never seen it. Crystal LaBeja. Yes, honey. Uh, uh, what's her name? Is that the one who had a person in her closet? No, that's Darian. Darian? Dorian Corey from oh. Paris is Burning. But uh, with the face, Aja? Yeah. Aja pretended to be Crystal LaBeja. Yeah, on, I know that. Yeah. And Crystal LaBeja is from the Queen. She's like, Harlow is not beautiful, honey. None of the true beauties were at this competition. I called Mariah and she said, don't go to that competition because it's not fair. None of the true beauties will be there. She called Mariah, like, the singer? What's her name? Mariah Carey? Yep. That one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's her name? You ready? Yeah, do it. So good. Good, you got the gross flavor, too. I like black cherry. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Well, I also drink. Uh, was drinking ruby grapefruit. Who likes that? Garbage. Did you see if that there were all of the new flavors at the H E B? They weren't. No, they there? weren't. I checked. Mm. They had a full like twelve pack of mango. If you want, oh, have you had, had the, mango? What? They've always had mango. I know they've always had mango, but like oh, they like, had a full twelve pack of it, like or mango. six pack or whatever. You don't like the mango? I kind of like the mango one. I don't like the flavor of mango. Oh, well, I like it. Well, good. Don't oh. it here. And they had a full pack of uh, the grapefruit one. And I'm like, I don't want that. Because I was originally going to get a six pack of black cherry and six pack of raspberry for us. Love that. Um, but they didn't have either of those. So I just got the assorted. Who likes the lime one? Nobody. Lime's okay, but I don't want a full pack of it. Do you know what's actually really fucking good? Is when your bartender, when you go to the Eagle at four o'clock on um, a day when there's Tuesday. no one there. Yeah, Tuesday. You mean um, when you went today? No, I think, so when did me and Savannah go? So Savannah invited me out with one of their friends uh, from Dallas. And we had gone to the Eagle at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It was like super early. Um, And so we asked What day of the week? I think it was a Sunday. I think, yeah. But it wasn't crazy crowded yet. Sunday Um, at 2 at the Eagle is, there's people there. There's people. There were people there. But, I mean, it wasn't crowded at all. Um, And so we were sitting right up at the bar and we asked for White Claws. And he goes... Have you guys ever like had a shot with White Claw? And so we thought that like a White Claw, he called it a White Claw shot. So he, so Savannah was like, Savannah was drunk. Um, She's like, Whatever, <laughs> give it so, to me. Because their whole thing was that they had gone to the Eagle. Um, no, there was something else. Yeah, they gone to the Eagle. Then they went to um, uh, Chapultepec, and that's when I met them. Then they went back to the Eagle with me. Then they went to a concert, and then they went back to the Eagle. What is Chapultepec? Chipotle uh, Chipotle is like the best drunk food. 
it's not good when you eat it sober. But <laughs> okay, it's all right when you eat it sober. But mm-hmm. it's like Mine's a twenty-four closed. hour Mexican food, like right over by uh, Montrose and uh, Richmond. Montrose. Oh, that's a walk. We didn't I walk there. Walk. <laughs> well, yeah. Why the fuck would you think that drunk people would walk there? Plus, it's in the middle of the day. So. Cars are a, 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 a carriage with wheels. You say <laughs> a metal horse. <laughs> um, so. We thought that he was going to make us, like, actual, like, drinks with White Claw, like, mixed into them. No. What he did, he's like, he opened White Claw and said, here, take a, take a big drink out of those. So we took a drink, and he literally just, like, pours shots into each of our, <laughs> our little things, which is actually pretty good. He basically just, like, took lime vodka and put it on top of this. So and, instead of tasting vaguely of lime, it tastes more like lime. A hint, like of, a hint lime. of lime. <laughs> Strawberry, but low battery. Mm-hmm. Strawberry. <laughs> a sat near a banana truck. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes, very much. Uh, I like the black cherry the best. It, I think it's got like the best flavor. Raspberry's the best. Although raspberry's good, it's like it's close second. Yo, watermelon mm-hmm. is going to be fire. You don't even know. What were I the three imagine. flavors that Savannah sent us a picture of? Watermelon, lemon, and something else. Cranberry was it? Cranberry? I think it was cranberry. Mm, cranberry. I think it was cranberry. 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 cranberry? Here, cranberry? Hold on, let me pull cranberry. Because we need no. Because we need to keep all of our. Um, uh, all of our, our listeners. Yeah, we're sponsored by White Claw. Uh, no, what we're is not. the name Claw, of our us. little group here? This, this group, group chat, chat is, is for Rachel, Rebecca. you big, oh, yeah. Rachel, big fat, nasty smelling white bitch. Oompa Loompa body <laughs> ass bitch. Uh, oh, here it is. Lemon. Lemon. Watermelon. Watermelon and tangerine. Tangerine's going to be fucking lit. What the fuck is a tangerine flavor? Isn't it just orange? orange? Oh. It's fancy orange. <laughs> fancy orange. It's not like an orange that you can like pick up in a bin at the grocery store. It's like cuties. It's like a, it's like a nice it's like orange. A jazz so is it going to be kind of like sour apple. thing? Maybe like a little sour? No, sweet. Like uh, orange like Red Bull. sour? Like, orange Red Bull is tangerine. I don't think I've ever had an orange Red Bull. I've only had like the, the apple kiwi one that you always make me uh. get make you get girl it's the only flavor well i tried to get a blueberry one one time you like no what was it the coconut one here put your hand out mm-hmm. no <laughs> no <laughs> exactly coconut right. it's like <laughs> stop it. and then i slap you and you fall on the ground and cry yeah that makes sense you never loved me it's happened Choking. before multiple times actually it happens weekend i don't remember that too many white blackout <laughs> <laughs> Wasted. <laughs> I remember going to the bar and having 17 shots of uh, Fireball. And that's well, that, is that where you and Thomas disappeared to all that time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. It's just like pounding him back. Like, okay, Chris <gasps> is out there. He's just <laughs> He's talking still. We got to do something. And I you just You walk can't. back out there, still talking. <laughs> Vomit. Come back. Drink more Fireball. Go back. Thank God somebody else then is talking. Then you nap and, and then... rally. Blah, 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 blah. Wow, wow, wow. That sounds just like me. It really does. I'm very impressed. Um, so, I just want to... Wait, we haven't said welcome to our Swoopy Podcast. Yeah, I was going to welcome you to our oh. 40th episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> welcome to our 40th episode. Hey, well, you can welcome us now. I'll allow it. Well, welcome us to our oh. 40th episode. <laughs> we made it to 40 weeks. Don't, Don't touch my flowers. <laughs> we made it to 40 weeks and... Um, Actually, I could you move them over a little bit? They're too close to the light. More, 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 more. Quite a bit, quite a bit, quite a bit. Keep going. Yes, yes, yes. And there. Why did? Why are they over there? This is in the way now. Because so I could see the TV. <laughs> <laughs> While you're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> I can see TV. 
I well, watch drag queens and shit. Uh, what do I watch, Thomas? TikToks. Coupons. coupons. <laughs> you watch actual video? Ow! Actual videos of coupons. People going shopping with coupons. <laughs> You're a moron. <laughs> I'm gonna get the deals. Listen. Oh boy. <laughs> it's been like. Have you gotten more laundry detergent? No. Oh. I took a break because Thomas was overwhelmed. <laughs> but. On Friday, uh-huh. we're we going to spend the whole day at CBS <laughs> with my mom. Um, I spent a coupon the other day and I thought of you. It was a dollar off of a four pack of naked juice. And I was like, oh my God, oh. I am saving so much money. I love that. I saved a full dollar out of but, the $5 that I was but spending. Is it one of the HEB ones that they just print up? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a real coupon. Yeah, it's a real coupon. HEBs for me. being like, it really cost two seventy nine, but now it costs three seventy nine. Here's a dollar off. Yeah, well, yeah, probably. No, I think because this is not the H E B H E B brand. H E B brand. This is not H E B brand material. Who's texting me? Oh, my mother. Um, hey, Pat. She's trying to plan a vacation with you. Yeah. Why? Because you just walked into that. You can't say that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> because because uh, she loves me. <laughs> she loves me so much. No, she's having her 60th birthday, and all of my um, sisters and sister and brother and brother-in-law and sister-in-law um, are all just like siblings. Si- siblings, and they're married Significant people. Um, are all like, oh, I don't want to go. But she didn't. My mom didn't even realize that this is. She's planning this vacation over her 60th birthday, and I'm like. Okay. <laughs> I like even mentioned like, oh my God, it's going to be so fun to like go on this cruise with you guys because they want to do an Alaskan cruise. Um, it's like, it's going to be so fun to do it on your birthday. And she goes, I forgot about that. Really, mom? <laughs> Everybody else like, we really don't want to go on a cruise. You're like, come on, mom. Let's Give me go. vacation. Ready <laughs> yes! to go. So that's what she's texting me about. I'm sure it's like something that I can just respond to in two hours and it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> while she's asleep and she'll yell at me. Um, what was I saying before that? Coupons? <laughs> Coupon. Uh, yeah, no, so uh, I think the, like the H-E-B brand actual like materials, I can agree with you on that. Where like they they jack out the prices just to give you a dollar off. But when they're giving like actual coupons on like the other materials that they get from like like Naked is not an H-E-B brand item. I don't know. I don't I don't know. think you can use a manufacturer's <clears throat> coupon at H-E-B. Yeah, you can. They print up all the time. So whenever you go to H-E-B. That's a Catalina retreat or receipt or Catalina coupon, not a manufacturer's coupon. What's a Catalina coupon? The ones that print out when you buy something. Oh. Well, I think you can also use manufacturer coupons at HEB. I've thought about it, and I never have. And I'm going to look. I think you I'm can. Because I think, I think whenever I used to go with my mom when I was younger, they at least accepted it. I don't know if they've changed that. but I know Kroger yeah. does. And, I mean, they have all sorts of, like, and on top of that, the HEB app, they also have an HEB app that you can get, like, extra coupons on oh, stuff as that. well. Oh, Okay. Have all of the store apps. Okay, well, use Digital HB coupons. Anyway, anyways, um, yeah. This so is we not ma- a coupon podcast. Yeah. So we made it to forty weeks, which I think is a very large feat in mm-hmm. my own personal opinion. Especially never actually uh, taking a real podcasting. First of all, that. Uh, second of all, uh, not even being funny. And they're just kidding. We're hilarious. I mean, um, <laughs> duh. Uh, what is this? Let's talk about gay stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's not listening. It's fine. Um, he won't ever hear it anyways. Um, he really won't. <laughs> and then, um, what was I saying? I was on a tangent and I lost it with my own hilariousness. 
Um, it's surprising. Oh, we, we never took like an actual break. Like, yeah. I mean, there were points where we recorded four podcasts in a week and then took no, we didn't. three weeks off. It was off. all on brand. <laughs> all on time. time. But still, I mean, that takes a lot out of you to record four times in one week and then have it ready to go. Which is why we've never, never done, done that. that. Never. Never once. I love to take my time to research things in between our podcasts. Because that's clearly what we always do. Like we did today. Today. Today is going to be a very well-researched very on top of it podcast yeah. <laughs> that I love. This may be a two part episode. Yeah, it probably will be. <laughs> so, but and by that I mean I think it's going to have to be. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, um, but I yeah. just wanted to take the time to thank our listeners mm-hmm. for their listenership and tell them how much we appreciate them. Um, you know, it is a labor of love creating this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, researching murders and urban legends for you guys, and it makes me so happy to have people interested in the same kind of things as basically only me. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> but I'm getting, I didn't it. know where, what you were going to say, but I was about to jump on you and be like, you mean basically only you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it truly makes Chris look like the weirdo and not me. Exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I just wanted to check in with you now at 40 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about creepy things now? Because we started the podcast I to scare hate, the shit out of you. I hate that I love it. Like, it's terrifying and terrible and stupid. Uh, but, like, I've become desensitized towards, like, certain things. So, like, someone will talk about, like, yeah. oh, this person got murdered. I'm like, ooh, they tell me more. Off all their toes. T- tell uh, me more details. Me? Exactly. But there's still things that still freak me the fuck out that we'll probably have to do theme weeks because they freak me the fuck out. Um, I mean, of course, alien encounters. That's always a thing. Uh. Um, cults. Are one thing that we have not Love cults. Do, we haven't talked on too much. We had like what two or three episodes where we've talked about cults, um, and then uh, cannibals. I tell you, the cannibals freak me the fuck out because these cannibals are just out there trying to eat people. Like that's terrifying to me. We'll have um, to do one that scares me. Yeah, we'll have to find what's your topic. Natural disasters. Me. Oh yes, I love natural disasters. They freak me. Out. I love that. Um, yeah, but I guess I, I've been doing I've been doing pretty well because like I've gotten to the point where like I said where people will tell me like oh someone murdered someone I'm like ooh. Tell me all the details. And, like, I'll write it down. Or, like, I have a going, like, list on my phone of topics that people are like, oh, you should talk about this. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. What <laughs> is it? Let me write it down. So I can research it as well. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, this podcast has obviously changed me into being this person that uh, is more intrigued by these situations because I want to research them and get scared, of course. And, of course, I have nightmares about things all the time. Um, surprise. Getting murdered in the middle of the street. Like, that's fine. That uh, Screaming out for help and no one's helping me. That's also terrifying. Dreams that have happened to me. But uh, I'm still here and so I'm still alive. <laughs> what you're saying is that this podcast has helped you grow as a person and you're better off. Yes. And you've you've grown. Um, you have more life skills now. Yes. And you're more well-rounded. Uh, that's one way to put it. Or I'm I heard all more that just of a now. crazy person. Um, um, well, I mean, I do have to reflect that. I mean, we did change the name recently of this podcast to our Swoopy Podcast with Spencer featuring... Featuring Chris, Chris. yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what it always was. Yeah. I just didn't want it to be as concise before. <laughs> but now that we're, so, we're 40 episodes in, we can really we can nail really, down yeah. to what the podcast Absolutely. is about. Yeah. Um, People so, really get a feel after listening to us for 40 yeah. episodes, plus all of our RuPaul's Drag Race episodes or mm-hmm. mini episodes and all the other shit that we've got going on out there. So I hope you guys really enjoyed Chris because we're going to have a new podcast host now. <laughs> going on for season two, whenever that happens, <laughs> if it ever happens. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate that you do this with me. Absolutely. I, I uh, enjoy looking forward to it. And what? Well, Are you making sounds at his sincerity? <laughs> 
Oh. Booby. Uh-huh. Uh, it's nice to cut up with you every week. Sometimes. Did you write More this down? Week, week. Yeah. <laughs> you think that'd just be sincere on a whim? <laughs> I had to. This took hours to write. What can I say that's nice about And it's Chris? two sentences. <laughs> no, wait, it's like that SpongeBob episode where it's like. The. the. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought for our 40th episode and your birthday, um, we could recap on the past episodes. Wait, on my birthday? What? Yeah, this is our 40th episode and your 40th birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, recap on some of our favorite that mm-hmm. we've talked about. Hold on, I have to go through my list because sometimes I forget of, like my favorite ones that we talked about. I will go first. Okay. Um, so my favorite moment on the podcast... Oh, boy. Uh, I think it's hard to pick one. Uh-huh. So I selected Robberties and Handicubs. Oh, my God. Because... That was the hardest I think I've ever laughed on this podcast. We were laughing really hard. Yeah. Um, and it took us a couple of minutes to have to collect ourselves to be able to actually continue the podcast. <laughs> so I think that's my favorite moment. Um, but... You know, it's a true it's a true crime podcast. We can have a little bit of fun. Yeah, we can. So. That's what I try and tell people. Like, oh yeah, we talk about true crime and murder and like all these like urban legends and scary stuff, and we just make it so fun. We laugh all the time. Baby. People are like, uh, <laughs> what? Like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Just, just take I it, love telling take about it in professional <laughs> settings, like I did the other day. <laughs> yeah, I've got a podcast. It's about murder. murder. Give it a listen. It's on Apple Podcasts and Google Music. Let me see your phone. I'm going to subscribe you. Go ahead and subscribe you. Uh, yes. So that or um, Milady is a good one. Milady. I like yes. that one. And then I went way back for uh, like giving you a compliment, but there was no compliment. It's mm. just mayonnaise sandwich thrown from a car. Yeah. That that's one. that's uh, that's how you give me a compliment. Yeah, it's like uh, you you don't give criticism. <laughs> Your head is very egg shaped. <laughs> You're doing terrible on the podcast, and I wish you would leave. <laughs> so that's your criticism for the month. Yep, <laughs> that, that's your so your review. review. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so if you could give me a hundred on the next scorecard, that'd be great. <laughs> we'll consider it. <laughs> we'll consider it. Um, really, any of my jokes because I'm famously hilarious. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. tell me what's your favorite moment. Um, I think a lot of my favorite moments. I mean, it's my favorite moments honestly stem from people messaging us saying this was my favorite moment. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love being able to keep because like there, like I've echoed to you before, there are moments that we are on this podcast and someone will <clears throat> like you and I will just say something in passing and not realize that it's funny or like we'll cackle a little bit and then just move on and then someone will be like have to t- they'll tell me like I had to pause the podcast because I was dying from laughter about what you guys said and it's like I don't even remember this moment but I love that you were entertained by that and like that's one of my favorite moments because that chemistry that you and I have together that we're able to give to other people makes me feel good. And so I think that that's one of my favorite moments that I have to say. Um, some of my favorite topics that, I mean, I really love the international month whenever that's we were going one. to all the different um, different locations because it really made me branch out and realize that like, this shit happens everywhere, first oh, yeah. of all. It's not just our fucked up country. Um, it's just fucked up people. And like, there's shit everywhere that, you know, sometimes doesn't get talked about or that we don't hear about because it was only publicized in those countries or wasn't even publicized in those countries that just kind of happened. Um, so I think like, that's one thing that really interest me um but yeah i'd have to say um 
I think a favorite moment is really just like the fans listening to us. So that's one thing. And of course, all the moments that you mention, yeah. uh, things that come to mind. I just love naming every single episode because every single episode is named by something stupid that we've done in those episodes. So if you are, if you ever question like, why the fuck do they name all these things that you have it's, to listen to the episodes yeah. because then you'll understand we picked the stupidest thing that we said. Exactly. And we said, that's, that's, here we that's go. it. <laughs> that's what we got. And we try and stick to it. So I think na- those are my two things is the fans and then the naming of the episodes, yeah. because there's always something funny. Mispronunciations <laughs> and drunken slurs. Constantly. Research. <laughs> Research. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to extend it out there in between this episode okay. and our next. Uh, what was your guys' favorite episode? What's your favorite moment on our podcast? What's something that we've done that just you are floored by? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part of our podcast? What is there something that we do that you love? What's your favorite White Claw flavor? Oh, my God. Um, please let us know. Because we have some comments. Pressing. Yeah, it really is. Because uh, if someone comes out here all of a sudden... We're, n- we're gonna have one less listener somewhere. I mean, the block button is pretty easy to press. Yeah, I do. I mean, it'll be a sad, saddening moment, but uh, but you, know, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do. Mean, if somebody comes out here with saying lime or the one, what's the one that doesn't have any flavor? <laughs> Pure. <laughs> Pure. Are you a monster? <laughs> are you a monster? What? I feel like those are the people who put Mio in their water. <laughs> so Spencer is not currently drinking a white claw. He is drinking a he's drinking Mio water with vodka. Listen, okay, it has <laughs> caffeine in it. That's why I'm drinking it. Okay, do I make you that exhausted? Honestly, I've never been more tired. <laughs> Forty episodes. In, I'm just so exhausted. <laughs> I'm literally. I think I have fallen asleep on the podcast yeah, before. It probably just like Chris is talking like. Oh or while God. you're talking. <laughs> it's like, oh, now we're talking. About Listen, John Penny Ramsey is crazy because <laughs> this is, she, a, this um, is a weird case. <laughs> I mean, she's just so wild. <laughs> oh. <sighs> but yes, let us know. You should definitely let us know. And where can they let us know at, Spencer? They can let us know on multiple platforms. How? Oh, my that God. Would what be, kind of platforms? Uh, there's email, uh-huh. ourspoopypodcast at gmail.com. Oh, of course. Uh, you want some Instagram? We got pictures. Mm-hmm. That's uh, ourspoopypodcast on Instagram.com. Mm-hmm. Just want to drop us a line. <gasps> Don't say that. <laughs> Scratch that. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> uh, Twitter. Twitter. Um, and if you want to have a family-friendly kind of experience with our Spoopy podcast, it's our Spoopy. No, um, yeah, our Spoopy. No, no our, our Spoop, Spoop on, on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> our Spoopy on Twitter. We haven't, set, we haven't plugged ourselves in a while, have we? Gosh. <laughs> That's our Spoopy podcast at ourspoopypodcast.com. Our Spoopy podcast at Instagram.com. Our Spoopy on Twitter. Our Spoop on Facebook. And that's it. Oh, no. And if you want to drop us a line, that's our Spoopy podcast at gmail.com. There you go. We got it all. Finally. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about how how long have we got? Have we gone in? Have we bantered quite some some amount? Oh, yeah. It's 30 minutes in. So let's talk about about some stupid podcast. So this is my turn to go into a little bit of in-depth. So today for our 40th episode... We want to do something special. And by that, I mean, I suggested to Spencer and he ignored me all week last week. So that's fine. Um, so that's what last minute. I actually decided. counted this as 41. Oh, really? No. No, I was like, bitch. <laughs> Are you lying? <laughs> How? Did I miscount somewhere? I guess so. 
I have them all saved in order. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. Um, did you count like a mini sound or like one of our two parters? No, I counted them all correctly. <clears throat> mm, I doubt it. Anyways, Anyways, so for our forty-first episode, <laughs> I wanted to do something that was special. Um, so I really wanted to kind of like throw off a little bit about what we normally do where we do like a back and forth of like, or not really back and forth, we do two separate things and just kind of go forward. Um, I'd, since it's kind of a big deal for making it to episode 40 and we did something special on our last 20th episode, um, I thought we could do a combo research case for one of the biggest cases in American history. America. The case of... Theodore Bundy. Bundy. Oh, <laughs> are we ready? Yeah. No. No? Okay. Um... No. So for this one, what? Oh, oh so nice. That. So Spencer's drinking White Claw now. He switched from his Mio. Oh. I wonder how, and now I'm curious, what would it actually taste like? Taking like the White Claws, the P- White Claw Pure and putting Mio into it? The White Claw Probably without any flavor? fire. I doubt it. Um... So basically, we're going to do a back and forth here. So we're, we both research the same case, um, and we're just going to kind of discuss what, what's going on here. We did pay a little bit of attention here. I guess I did more of the early childhood, and mm-hmm. you kind of started at the... Murders. Murders. He's a murder? No. We'll find out <laughs> next time on Our Screaming Podcast. Yes. He's a murderer. Okay. Well, then you get started. Okay. So... Uh, it's we're at birth here. Okay. He was born in Burlington, Vermont, in 1946 to Eleanor Louise Cowell. Uh-huh. Uh, he was born out of wedlock, which was a uh, scandalo in the 40s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was born on November 24th, 1946. Uh, he was born in the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers. Oh boy, which is where I live currently. Uh, I'm an unwed mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mom was 22 and, uh, he, his father's unknown. Yeah. They have no idea. There's all sorts of like different ideas and stuff like that out there, but like they don't have an idea. Uh, so it's either known to be the, the popular theories are Lloyd Marshall, who was an air force veteran, um, anti pencil, Pennsylvania state graduate. Mm -hmm. This is the one that's favored by Ann Rule, who mm-hmm. was a co-worker of Ted Bundy's. And who she also wrote, about, wrote a biography, yeah. Yeah, called uh, The Stranger Beside Me. Yeah, I read about her a lot, so I know that name. <laughs> yeah. Um, other sources say that his father was Jack Worthington, um, who was a wealthy army veteran as well, mm-hmm. uh, or his grandfather. Yeah, Samuel I saw, I, yeah, I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> so it's, um, those are the three main theories, but it could be anybody. Yeah. It could be you. Uh, it could be could me. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, I was you. born mm-hmm. be- before he was even dead. Yep. Uh, and after he was dead. Donald Trump. Yeah, that's possible. Probably. Yeah. That makes like m- makes very more sense. highly, highly possible. I mean, connect the two. They're pretty similar. I mean, <laughs> can I say that? <laughs> Womanizer, womanizer, yeah. womanizer, womanizer. You uh, uh basically. You, uh, uh, uh. So uh, we probably will never know who his dad is. Yeah. 
Uh, then he lived in Philadelphia for some years under the supervision of his grandparents. They were raising him as their son in order to avoid scandal. Avoid stigma because it's a bad thing to have mm-hmm. uh, back in the 40s to have a child without having a husband. I mean, I could never. Bitch, <laughs> I really couldn't. <laughs> literally, I couldn't. I literally could not. Someone take this kid. <laughs> what is this thing? Why does this They're creature? Like, Sir, this is your son. Um, uh, I don't remember ordering one. No, thank you. Take Uber it eats back. that away from me, please. Is this Postmates? <laughs> I don't need it. I didn't order favor for a baby. I don't remember drinking three glasses of wine and ordering this on Amazon. <laughs> I what don't is want this, Savannah? it. Savannah? Yeah. <laughs> That's how Savannah's going to get a kid eventually. Yeah. Like, what? Where did this come from? <laughs> Just is pregnant. <laughs> Just what? What? <laughs> I don't remember ordering this. This is stupid. <laughs> Anyways, where's the return address? Seriously. Um, so they told their family, friends, and even they told Ted himself that Eleanor was his sister. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the in interview... Wait, her name is Eleanor? I thought it was Louise. Eleanor is her first name. Louise oh, is her second name. Okay, but she, she goes by Louise. Louise in here. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I wrote Eleanor because it was the first name and... Okay. Whatever. That's fine. Um, So he spoke highly of his grandparents uh, in talks with Anne Rule. He described uh, his grandfather as respected and he identified with him. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. in later court dates, he painted his grandfather as a uh, bully who hated African-Americans, Italians, Catholics, Jews, basically anybody. A strong racist. Yeah. He beat his wife and their dog and he would go into the neighborhood and find cats and swing them around by their tails. Uh, his grandmother, on the other hand, he described as an obedient and troubled. Uh, he stated that her mental health was under supervision and she completed electroconvulsive therapy for depression. Call back. <laughs> Let's call back to when I talked about the um, ice oh, lobotomies. Yeah, we talked about how people used to give electroshock therapy for literally everything back then. We love lobotomies. I mean, this was back in the f- basically f- late, 40s, late 40s, early 50s. 50s yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that shit was very recent. It's like, oh, you have mental health issues? Electric shock. <laughs> or they put people in comas with drugs. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, I just come home from work after drinking at 8.30 p.m. Yeah. And she's angry. <laughs> she must have she a depression. Gotta get electric shock. Give her some vibrators and heroin. Yes. <laughs> or... Vibrators dipped in heroin. Vibrators dipped in heroin, cut a hole in her brain, and just scramble it around. They used to soak tampons in codeine back in the day. (laughs) Imagine being fucked fucked out of your mind from codeine coming into your vagina. I feel like if you're going to intravenously, well, not intravenously, if you're going to... What is it? Mucus memory. Subcutaneous is... No. But basically putting it in with a mucus That's the way to do it. Yeah. To get inside you. Yeah. Yeah. Codeine tampons up the butt. Yep. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let me, I mean, there's nothing coming out, but. Yeah. I'll get eye. Yeah. Well, just have a nice, whoa. <laughs> well. Any, anyone else just like can't move at all? <laughs> uh, is anyone else concerned about the melting walls in here? <laughs> because I can't escape. Because I don't really care. Anyone else see the bugs? Bugs! <laughs> Bugs! Wait, no. Bugs! <laughs> uh, I didn't have my face. It was all Can swirly. Clean up the drool in <laughs> front of my mouth. Um, so, yeah. Uh, blue, 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 blue. 
Boop, boop. Why did I scroll so far down? Well, I don't know. Trying to get out of talking? Uh, In 1950, Eleanor changed her last name and moved herself and Ted to Tacoma, Washington to live with her cousins. So the lie was only kept for five years, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah, Um, it wasn't very long. It didn't really go that in far to depth about it. Well, not even that. Because, I mean, didn't she get married later that? Oh, you're probably going to say, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And you can't really tell a baby that so they told him for like two years yeah and i mean if especially if you're moving across the fucking country you can make up whatever story like oh the dad died we used to be in the carnival yeah like some something like oh the husband i don't know make up some sort of story like (laughs) not that difficult um so they moved to washington state and in 1951 eleanor mates uh you missed my favorite part that at like a super early age there was like oh yeah did you say that already no no he (laughs) Would stand with a knife in the kitchen. No knives. No, he. So um, the way that I read it, and I guess I didn't understand it, was that like at an early age, three years old, uh, he brought a bunch of knives and sur- like while she was sleep, his aunt was sleeping, his aunt Julia, which I guess is not that much older than him, um, put a bunch of knives around her, like circled her with knives. And oh, I didn't read that. Where was that? That was on Wikipedia. He, she found herself surrounded with knives, and the three year, three year old nephew standing over her. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was like up in the beginning. I didn't deem that as important. I thought, I thought it was hilarious. Not yeah. hilarious, but terrifyingly <laughs> hilarious. She was going to die. She was going to die. Yeah. Yeah, wait, hold on. I want to read it directly. because I. Julia recalled awakening one day from a nap to find herself surrounded by knives from the Cavill kitchen. The, her three-year-old nephew was standing nearby on the bed smiling. Smiling. Exactly. She was surrounded by knives. <laughs> I mean... I found that to be hilarious. I only sleep if I have at least 12 knives around me. <laughs> Just right next to me. Knives and onions. That's all I need. <laughs> knives, onions, and uh, coating lace tampons. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. Um, so they met at... She met Johnny Bundy at a church function for single adults, mm-hmm. as you do. Uh, they married later the same year. They just zeroed 100. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Because they moved in what? Uh, oh, it doesn't say. 1950. Yeah, but yeah. And they met in like early part of 1951 and were and married the same later. year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The 50s are crazy. Yeah. Hey, you like me? <laughs> yeah, I like you. It's okay, Tacoma, Washington. There's nothing to do. You're let's just hanging get married. Out at the diner, anyways. Let's go. She knows how to make pancakes. What else do you need? That's all you need. Uh, she makes 25 cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a great job. <laughs> Why are they Southern? They're I don't know. Tacoma, Why Washington. do we always make everyone Southern? <laughs> when they're American, they're Southern. <laughs> I know. Dusty, I'm sorry. There's no accents in this, but I can talk in we one can, if yeah. you want. Yeah. Uh, we probably won't have any accents until we actually talk about the trial. Yeah. Because that's when the, like all the quotes come in. Oh, she's going to have a British lawyer. <laughs> uh, so later the same year they were married, Ted took his stepfather's last name, thus Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. Um, together, Louise and no, Johnny. No, because he adopted him. Yeah. 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 Ted and Johnny had four more children, and Ted or Johnny adopted Ted. Yeah. Um, they did lots of stuff together as a family uh, camping and apparently other things, but that was the only one listed. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Family I activities. I read that to them like uh, camping and other activities, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're five. <laughs> so you're five. Uh, so Ted was distant from Johnny, claiming him to be unintelligent and poor. <laughs> Which is, I mean, if they only went camping. <laughs> That's all you got. Um, but also, you're in Seattle. That's like the best fucking camping anywhere. 
You yeah. just ha- you're surrounded by fucking mountains. Let's go camping in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, you can go to you see that massive tree over there. You it's can a live bear. inside. <laughs> it's actually a bear. Uh, you can live inside of that fucking tree. It's a giant redwood. Yeah. <clears throat> Ted is recounted as being a peeping tom, <laughs> uh, roaming the neighborhood drunk, searching for nude photos of women. Wait, saying, did it say that he was drunk? Yeah. Oh. Anyways, uh, he would roam the the neighborhood drunk, searching for photos of nude women in tra- people's trash cans because people That's, just I was throw like, those what? away. What you just throw those away? Hold on, hold on. If anything, I think people keep them. Yeah, hide hide them in, inside like somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yes. we such. Wazinga. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the floorboards or something. Not yeah, exactly. Why, why would you just throw them away? Like, somebody finds them like, these are disgusting. Oh, I'm going to put these like in the it. trash. Yeah, I guess maybe like if they were caught with nudie photos or something like that and like, oh, my wife made, them, made me throw them away. Why? Why like, would you? I feel like the wife would be like, we're putting them in the fireplace. Yeah, just it's burn paper. them. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that's a whole lot of work for yeah. maybe a nude photo. <laughs> One single nude photo. But there's no internet, so I mean... You do what you can. The scrolling through Pinterest is scrolling through trash cans. Do you look for your porn on Pinterest? Yeah, who doesn't? I'm just kidding. I use it for recipes. I use Twitter. It's an apple pie, but it's shaped like a pussy. Pussy. <laughs> it's even got folds for the crust. Yeah. Nice ah! Crusty, just like the real thing. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he'd look through people's windows to try to catch them undressing. Uh-huh. Uh, he also had very few friends as a child, uh, claiming that he had no idea how to make new friends. He said, quote, oh, there is one quote. Oh, boy. what? A- <laughs> you have to give him like an accent that's like Ted Bundy accent. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> what you got? There's a lot of thought Going into this, mm-hmm. a Ted Bundy <laughs> accent. Okay, are we ready? You know, didn't know what made people want to be friends. No, <laughs> no, that's stupid. Did, I think it's just like a regular like. I didn't want to know what people <laughs> wanted to be friends for. Okay, he's, I mean, he's pretty close to Canada. Seattle's like oh, neighbors. All right, <laughs> but like not too harsh of a Canadian accent, just like slight. Oh, we either go a hundred or nothing. Well, well, I don't think didn't he's know fine. what made people want to be friends. I don't think he's going to hunt. Oh, yes, he was, but he <laughs> was like, let me be your friend. I don't want to be your friend because I don't even know. Oh, boy. <laughs> However. However. Some classmates would recall him as being moderately popular. Yeah. Um, as a high schooler, he participated in downhill skiing as his extra extracurricular. Because that's something you can do in Washington. I mean. Or you think they hockey. offer that here in Houston? Nope. <laughs> well, go Roll down that hill. <laughs> what hill? Roll down that building's roof. <laughs> <laughs> Jump off the roof. <laughs> That's your downhill ski. <laughs> <laughs> Go from the curb to the street. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> um, blah, blah, blah. He would steal his skiing equipment and forge lift passes. Uh, by the time he was 18, he was arrested twice for burglary and auto theft. Mm-hmm. But... Washington State, yeah, Democratic paradise. After you turn eighteen, your record is cleared. Yep. Um. So after high school, he moved to the University of Puget Sound and spent a year there before moving to the University of Washington in 1966 to study Chinese. 
Um, at the University of Washington, he became romantically involved with a classmate who will be referred to as Stephanie Brooks. Yeah, I read that a couple times. Like, do these obviously weren't their real names, I guess. No, I because think then there was like, this is the name they were given, and this is the name they were given, and also this. I'm like, how did you guys keep all this straight when they were all given four names? Well, uh, I think that she had been put in witness protection for sure. I assume, yeah. Um, and that whatever author was writing a book about her just was like, well, she's got no name. Yeah. Lori Anderson. This is what we got. And so everyone refers to him as different, different yeah. names. Um, so in 1968, he dropped out from university and pursued a series of minimum wage jobs. Mm-hmm. Great plan. Yeah. Um, and worked on the president presidential campaign of Nelson Rockefeller. Uh, in August of 1968, Bundy attended the RNC in Miami to delegate for Rockefeller. While in Florida, Stephanie Brooks breaks up with him, citing a lack of maturity. After his after this rejection, Bundy travels to Colorado, Arkansas, and Philadelphia, doing some soul searching. Uh, or soul searching with soul quotations searching, around it. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Bundy uh, was back in Washington by the fall of 1969 when he met Elizabeth Clothfer. 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 Identified in Bundy literature as Meg Anders. Beth Archer or Liz Kendall. Mm-hmm. All uh, of them. <laughs> she's all those people. <laughs> she's every woman. Did you just call it Bundy literature? I love that. Yeah. Uh, a a divorcee from Ogden, Utah, who worked as a secretary at the University of Washington School of Medicine. Um, and that's basically where I'm gone to. Okay. Um, but I'm going to read the rest of this part of the Wikipedia article. That's fine. <laughs> After graduating from... Uh, UW in 1972, Bundy joined Governor Governor Daniel J. Evans' re-election campaign. Posing as a college student, he overshadowed or he shadowed Evans' opponent, former Governor Albert Rossellini, and recorded his stump speeches for analysis by Evans' team. Paradoxically, Evans appointed Bundy to the Seattle. Wait, I think I missed something. I'm sorry. So I got to the point where Klopfer, blah blah blah. And that's I wrote something um, in mid 1970. Bundy re-enrolled at the University of Washington as a psych major. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is that later or earlier? Mm, that is. Let me go up. Yeah, a little bit earlier. Okay, I missed that part. Uh, 1970. Now goal focused and oriented. He re-enrolled at UAW. It's time a psychology major. He became an honor student as and was well regarded by his professors. In 1971, he took a job at Seattle Suicide Hotline Crisis Center where he met and worked alongside Anne Rule, a former Seattle police officer and aspiring crime author. She would later write one of the definitive Bundy biographies, Stranger Beside Me. Rule saw nothing disturbing in Bundy's personality at the time and described him as kind, solicitous, and empathetic. So and on one of the things that I watched, mm-hmm. while he worked at the Suicide, Hotless, suicide Hotline Crisis Center, he also uh, wrote a brochure about how to prevent rape oh no that's later oh yeah that's later that wasn't now he actually worked for the uh, department of uh something seattle crime prevention yeah, there you go. yeah no that's later yeah after yeah. evans was re-elected bundy was hired as an assistant to ross Di- ross davis i was gonna say diana chairman of the washington state republican party Davis thought well of Bundy and described him as smart, aggressive, and a believer of the system. Yep. True Republican ideals. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, he's so great. Mm-hmm. He's probably murdered several people at this point. Baby. <laughs> in early 1973, despite, despite uh, mediocre law school admission test scores, Bundy was accepted into the law schools of UPS and the University of Utah on the strengths of letters of recommendations from Evans, Davis, and several UW psychologists. So professors. basically, these two political people in, in Washington and professors were like, this guy's great. We love this guy. Go ahead and He's get him into a, a God-fearing Republican. Yeah. And uh, we want to see more of that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get him into law school, okay? Basically. Uh, during a trip to California on a Republican Party business in the summer of 1973, Bundy rekindled his relationship with Stephanie Brooks. Mm-hmm. She marveled at his transformation into a serious and dedicated professional who was seemingly on the cusp of a legal and political career. He continued to date Klopfer as well. Neither woman was aware of the other's existence. In the fall of 1973, Bundy matriculated. Don't even know what that means. He began law school. Okay. Yeah. At UPS Law School. It's like whenever you, so like when you were first going to college, you got accepted to college, but you didn't go until the fall. So you matriculated in the fall. Oh, Look, I knew, a word, I knew a word that you didn't know. <laughs> I said it correctly. You did. Yeah, that's true. Um, Milady. <laughs> Milady. Um, and he continued courting Brooks, who flew to Seattle several times to stay with him. They discussed marriage at one point. Uh, he introduced her to Davis as his fiance. Mm. January 1974. Apparent, however, he abruptly broke off all contact. Her phone calls and letters went unreturned, finally reaching him by a phone uh, a month later, Brooks demanded to know why Bundy had unilaterally ended their relationship without expl- explanation. Uh, in a flat, calm voice, he replied, Stephanie. Oh. Oh, boy. Stephanie, I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> and hung up. She never heard from him again. He later explained, I just wanted to prove myself that I could have married her. <laughs> Stop. Brooks concluded in rec- retrospect that he had deliberately planned entire courtship and rejection in advance as vengeance for the breakup she had initiated in 1968. Which is, that's that's a long time. The like, long con. I, I mean, I have a question that I'll read at the very end of this. Um but I mean, it, it kind of goes along with the question I'm about to ask now. Did he think like in 1968 or 1969 when she broke up with him, it was just like in 1968. Um, uh, it's just a win. Just hey, she just broke up with me. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go get really successful. I'm gonna spend all this time and money in getting myself and pulling myself up by by my boots bootstraps. Damn it! Just so I can go visit her, make her fall in love with me again, and then I'll abandon her. Like, do you think that there's, like, went in his mind, like, you know, this is what I'm going to do? I mean, I mean, he was pretty calculated in yes, a lot of things that he did. Exactly. So I can believe that. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, I'm going to do this for about four years. Yeah. Just to really fuck with her. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's, in my mind, this when I read that, I'm like, you planned this. Like, you knew exactly what you were going to do from start to finish. That so, you know what? I'm going to fuck up her life. And that's what he did. <laughs> fuck up her heart. I'm sorry. Not yeah. her life. Because there's more. Well, I think maybe his only real plan was like, I'm going to get into law school. And then she'll be like, oh, I let a lawyer go. Yeah, like, exactly. Along the way, maybe. Obviously, he found success in the the political. Yeah. Uh, political stands. world. Yeah. And lawyer. then he was like, even more fodder to the fire. Yeah. And let's let her have it. Yeah. 
And then it made me question, like, did he really need to go to California for Republican Party business and just happen to be in the same place that she was in to go visit her? Like, it makes me wonder, like, was he there on purpose or was he well, there? Like, was it just a coincidence? Like, or did he say, like, I need to go to this place because this would be perfect. And that's what I she think was that's 100 percent what he did. Yeah. He's like, don't you see what you're missing out on? Yeah. 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 Because um, in the movie, isn't... I mean, that's basically what he does. Brooks is not in the movie. But he does it to... Um, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. So if they... I mean, they portray it that way. I don't see it as that far-fetched for him to do it to Brooks either. Yeah. It's true. That is true. Well, why don't you talk about the first two series of murders? Uh, wait, no. There's still a little bit more before we get to the murders, right? Nope. Um, by then, Bundy had begun skipping classes yeah. at law school. By April, he had stopped attending entirely as young women began, began to disappear in the Pacific, in the Pacific Northwest. Northwest. Yes, okay. So, yeah. So, I'll talk about the murders now. Leave it to me to talk about the scary shit. Listen, um, I made us a wonderful dinner. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that so. is true. So, I kind of paraphrase it a little bit, but you can probably follow along pretty well on uh, Wikipedia if you want to follow along and jump in at any point. No. No? Okay. Um, We're not reading from the computer. This is all from memory. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, he's glaring at us. Bloopy. <laughs> hey. He's our fan club tonight. You want to come talk about the Zac Efron movie with Ted Bundy? Mm-hmm. You going to come back? Do you have something to add? Married with children. That's a good line. Yep. Anyways, we uh, all forget about his little-known wife, Peggy Bundy. Peggy Bundy. And his two children, Other Bundy and Bundy Bundy. Yep. Okay, so (laughs) it is not known when or where Bundy began killing, but as he um, told many stories to many people and refused to give information of his earliest crimes, even when he was confessing in the gruesome details to his crimes before he was executed. So just before he was executed, they were like, yo... What the fuck do you do? And he was like, okay, fine, I'll tell you some. So he told me like a little bit about the shit. Oh, plot twist. He was executed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. Oh! <laughs> Spoiler alert, shit. <laughs> um, not that we're only 30 years after the fact, 31 years after the fact, but, you know, whatever. Um, anyway, so like he was telling me about like the, telling them about the crime. So, but like every single time that a reporter would go in and like try and talk to him, he'd have a different version of a story like it was still like similar like loose guidelines but then like the actual details of it was different so we're taking a lot of the reporting on these different stories and whatnot so you have to take each of them kind of with a grain of salt and kind of see where they go but he's um, a psychopath oh yeah so he changes stories all the time whatever's going to give the most kind of publicity factor. yeah this some sort of response from someone uh but yeah so like i said it's not known when he actually started killing people uh so he told one reporter that he attempted his fir- first kidnapping in ocean city new jersey but that he did not kill anyone until sometime in uh, 1971 in seattle but then he told another psychologist that he killed two women in atlantic city in 1969 while he was visiting family in philadelphia uh, he hinted, but did not elaborate to a homicide detective that he committed a murder in Seattle in 1972 and another murder in 1973 that involved a hitchhiker near Tumwater, which I assume is in Washington. Um, 
it didn't tell me where. Anyways, uh, the detective, as well as Anne Rule, who we mentioned earlier, believed that he might have started killing as a teenager as there is circumstantial evidence that he abducted and killed an eight-year-old Anne Marie Burr on t in Tacoma when he was 14 years old in 1961, which he denied until he died, basically. No, oh, I think he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I mean, we've seen children killers yeah we talked about episodes. it two weeks ago didn't we three weeks ago yeah and mm -hmm. uh that's when um Dahmer had tried to plan his first murder when yeah he was like 16 yeah before that, that no jogger. i think it was around 14 with like when he was in high school yeah so i imagine that's kind of that's probably a jumping point so yeah. i truly believe that i mean if she's missing and they never found her mm-hmm he could have something to do with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, there's all sorts of different cases that, I mean, large possibility that he did all these different things in different states. And, yeah. I mean, like you said, he went on this whole... Bender. Bender back in 1968 whenever Brooks broke up with him. That's like, okay, you went to all these different states and all of this could have happened in all these different states in different places and different cities and all this stuff. So yeah. it makes you question, like... There's estimates. I mean, there's multiple estimates of how mm -hmm. many people he actually killed. I think yeah. they centered on what fourteen as his total. No, they, I thought it was thirty. On Murderpedia, I think it's fourteen plus. It says oh. fourteen that he's confessed to. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's ones that go upwards of a hundred, and yeah. I am truly one to believe. I, I can imagine that he killed 100 people. He's well, a I think on, on uh, the movie, like in the credits, didn't they give like 30 names of people that they accused him of killing? Oh, maybe. I, I think it's 30. Yeah. Um, so the earliest documented homicides were in 1974 when he was 27, because by then, by his own admission, he had mastered the necessary skills to leave minimal incriminating, incriminating evidence at crime scenes in a time before DNA profiling. So this is where I guess I'll go ahead and ask my question that I wrote down way at the bottom. Um, no, I'll say it at the end. We'll, we'll keep going. But keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. um, mm, I lost my place. Oh, there we go. What are the necessary skills? I, I don't know. That's not the question, um, but we'll get to my question in a minute. Um, shortly after midnight on January 4th of 1974, when he, uh, around when he stopped talking to Brooks um, the second time, uh, Bundy entered the basement of 18-year-old Karen Sparks, a dancer at the University of Washington. After bludgeoning the sleeping woman senseless with a metal rod from her bed frame, he sexually assaulted her with the same rod or a potential different metal rod causing extensive internal injuries. She remained unconscious for 10 days, but survived with permanent physical and mental disabilities. In the early hours of February 1st, Bundy broke into the basement of Linda Ann Healy, a, a University of Washington undergraduate who broadcasted weather reports for skiers, beat her unconscious, dressed her in her blue jeans, a white blouse, and boots, and then carried her away. Can you imagine being unconscious for 10 days? 10 days. I, I assume that she'd probably in Brain a coma I, i'm hoping hoping that someone found her that's like one of my fears is like i get attacked or something like that and i'm just like left somewhere and no one ever finds me um that's why i share my location with savannah so she can save me if my phone is with me yeah. <laughs> she can track At me 18 years old mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. you're ruined for a long ruin your life like i mean you've got nothing else that you, I, I don't know that's hard and she was a dancer so yeah. i'm sure he ruined her dancing career yeah exactly i mean she's got nothing i mean that sounds terrible she, she, yeah, she's. A, that sounded very ableist of me, and I'm sorry. I what I mean is that she got her life taken away from her. That changed. she like changed. There you go. Thank you for correcting me. I'm sorry for being. 
Eight I can't believe you did that. I, you would probably say something like I didn't say earlier. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so on the early hours, oh, I already said this. Uh, Brock, oh, yeah, carried her away. Okay, so that's Linda and Healy. Uh, during the first half of 1974, female college students disappeared at a rate of about one per month. So now we're going to get into that rate. <laughs> on March 12th, a uh, 19-year-old Donna Gail Manson, who was a student at Evergreen State College in Olympia, which is about 60 miles southwest of Seattle, left her dorm to attend a jazz concert on campus, but never arrived. On April 17th, Suzanne Elaine Rancourt disappeared on her way to her dorm room after uh, an evening at uh, an evening advisors meeting at Central Washington College in Ellensburg. Uh, what is, no Els? What I say? Ellensburg. Saying? Ellensburg. Okay. I just, I typed really fast and was not actually looking at my computer when I was typing. E-L-N-S-B-U-R-G. I spelled it wrong. I put it, put E-L-L-E-S in B-O-R-G. Ellensburg. Ellensburg. Ellensburg, which is 110 miles east-southeast of Seattle. Actually, I wrote east-southwest of Seattle. Because that's 100% possible. Both ways. There's two. Going two directions. Um, 100 miles this way and 100 miles that way. Just right in the middle. Um, Two female Central Washington students came forward to report encounters, one on the night of Rancourt's appearance. Uh, The other was three nights prior with a man wearing an arm sling asking for help carrying a load of books to his brown or tan Volkswagen Beetle. On May 6th, Roberta Kathleen Parks left her dorm at Oregon State University in Corvallis, uh, 85 miles south of Portland, but never arrived. Detectives from King County and Seattle Police Departments grew increasingly concerned as there was not significant evidence, uh, significant physical evidence, and the missing women had little in common besides being young, white, attractive college students with long hair parted in the middle. That's all they got. I mean, it's the 70s. Everyone Everyone looked like that. <laughs> exactly. It's all the same. Even Nim did that. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. And they, they had like... Uh, those ringer t-shirts and like bandanas <laughs> maybe a bandana oh yeah i'm not sure yet uh bell bottoms for mm, sure mm. and maybe i think we're describing the 60s actually go-go boots mm. bell bottoms 100 percent. yeah white go-go boots mm-hmm. bell bottoms and that like a yellow ringer t-shirt with like a blue rim i yeah. just described a shirt that i have i think we're just describing hippies but at the same time i feel like men and women alike dress that exact same way that we just described. Um, so let me talk. Let's turn this podcast into my favorite outfits. Um, let's talk what about. I'd like to talk about today. Let's talk about decades. Let's talk about <laughs> blouses. blouses. <laughs> oh, uh, we could do the blouses podcast with Chris from Blouses. Oh, yep. There you go, Chris. Chris from Shirts Texas. Here we go. Talks about blouses. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about button-up shirts. Except I know zero percent about fashion. Obviously, I mean I'm wearing shirt and a sweatpants. Yeah, shirt Let's and see. a sweatpants. Just one sweatpants. What? Just one, one pant. <laughs> one, please. One pant. <laughs> you mean pants? No. Nope. Mm, just just the one. The one. I don't want any more than that. I don't. I don't need to spend more money than I need to. Listen, you know? I'm on a budget. Yeah, and I don't need uh, all these excessive <laughs> things like two socks, two, and two pants, <laughs> two pants. I need one pant, please. Exactly. <laughs> you do all your shopping at Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you come from this podcast, you're like sportswear. Yeah. Like, Pitch. 
Nobody believes you. It's no, I wear sportswear because it's the only thing that fits me right now. I'm in an all carb diet. God, Karen. Hey, do you know what I'm quoting? I, I mean, think I got that cheese that we got before. Yes. But I also ate all that cheese out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the other porch, in the drawer. Is it the mozzarella pull, cheese? No, that that that, that mozzarella cheese is happening. The the balls? Yeah, well, not just the balls. Like the, the, you can actually get like the big ball of mozzarella. It's in like the the mozzarella liquid, oh, yeah. like that. Fire. That is fire. I made it. I used it on pizza when I used to work for H E B. And let me tell you, if I ever buy, buy mozzarella, I have to buy that shit. That shit is fresh. Lit. Shit, that's fresh. Anyways, we're uh, this has now become the Let's Talk About Cheese podcast. Anyway, <laughs> oh so my god, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> Today we'll be trying. Limburger cheese. It's oh very God. poignant. Imagine trying like gorgonzola cheese. <laughs> so delicious. This is great. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, continuing. Where are we? Uh, part part in the middle. Yeah, we're talking about part of the middle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I apparently have 39 spelling mistakes in this. Uh, so on June 1st, Brenda Carol Ball disappeared after leaving the Flame Tavern in Burien, a uh, near Seattle-Tacoma International Airport, last seen in the parking lot talking to a brown-haired man with his arm in a sling. My favorite part about the 70s is everyone had three names. Oh, they were going to say that everyone had their arm in a sling. I was like... Mm-hmm. No, they had their, hard, their hair parted in the middle and they had uh, three names. I have three names. No. No. My name is Chris. Christopher no. Martin White. No, it's just Chris. People call me white all the time. I mean, <laughs> it's just because you're white. Oh. You know, I tell people my sense. name all the time and they're all like, Smith, really? Yeah, because it's a fake name. You don't want you don't want to tell me your real name? Like John Smith? What? <laughs> no, no, it's jo- John Doe. John Doe. There you go. Yeah. Anyways. I have three names too. Mm-hmm. Thomas has three names. Mm-hmm. I don't understand your argument. I don't understand <laughs> why they it. need to inclu- include all three of their names. Because I want to define who it is. Brenda Carol Ball. But Brindy Ball sounds so Brind- much better. <laughs> Brindy Ball. <laughs> That's what I would call her if I knew her. Uh, come on, Brandy Ball. Just get over here. We're talking about dead people. Murdered people. Yeah. Okay, anyways. So you in need the to stop. In the early hours of June eleventh, the day before my birthday, uh, uh University of Washington terrible. <laughs> University of Washington student George Ann Hawkins. George Ann Hawkins. It's not too Georgian. Georgian. <laughs> Georgian Hawkins vanished while walking down a brightly lit alley between her boyfriend's dorm and her sorority house. So the way they describe this, it literally sounds to me like you it's leave, like an alley. You leave the house. There's a fucking alleyway that goes directly to the sorority house. And, like, that's it. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking, like, maybe a block, maybe two. Like, that's all you got. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not far. Well, they're, like, in the heights, like, the pe- the houses where their garage is not mm, on the street. Mm-hmm. It's in the back. And all yeah. the garages are But that's up. still only, like, technically, what, a block? I mean, it could be multiple blocks. It yeah. travels the whole. That's true. Of the yeah. street. But uh, I saw news. Uh broadcast from it mm-hmm. and it was literally like a hundred 120 feet it's not far right it was not yeah far. exactly because like they described it as being like very close. very close um so yeah she was down a brightly lit alley um so the next morning three seattle homicide detectives and criminalist 
uh, Anna Kremlis, um combed the entire alleyway on their hands and knees because they were like, we need evidence. These people keep disappearing. What the actual fuck is happening? Let's get down and dirty. And they found nothing. Yeah. Witnesses came forward to report seeing a man on crutches struggling with a briefcase, asking women to help him carry his case to his car, also in a light brown Volkswagen Beetle. Mm -hmm. um, during this time, Bundy is working in Olympia as the assistant director of the Seattle Crime Prevention Advisory Commission, where he wrote a pamphlet for women on rape prevention. Yep. Uh, what the fuck? Well, I mean, he's an expert. Yeah. Because he knows. Because he's raping women. I'm the one doing it. Yeah. Uh, he later worked for the Department of Emergency Services, a state government agency involved in the search for all of these missing women. Yep. <laughs> Even more fucked up. This is where he met and dated Carol Ann Boone, a name that will come back to play an important role later. Um, the reports of the missing women and the brutal beating struck Washington and Oregon, creating fear in the population, and then also put a ton of pressure on law enforcement that basically had no evidence and little similarities between the women besides the fact that they were wearing either slacks or blue jeans. Uh, they, all these cases took place at night. They were within a week or so of midterms or finals. Uh, and there were sightings of a man wearing a cast, uh, or a sling driving a Brown or tan Volkswagen beetle. That's the only evidence that they had after how many murders, six murders, uh, yeah. that we just talked about. Six missing. Yeah. Six mi missing. Yeah. You're right. They haven't found any bodies. Um, so then the murders all culminated on July 14th with uh, broad daylight abductions of two women from a crowded beach at Lake Samash. Samamish. Damn it. What did I? Yeah, Samamish. State Park in uh, Issaquah. 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 A suburb 20 miles east of Seattle. Uh, five female witnesses described an attractive young man, which we'll have to talk about that as well. It's me. Okay. Um... Described an attractive, yeah, with a unibrow too. Well, they don't <laughs> say that right here. Okay, I'll read uh, it. Okay, no, I, an attractive okay. young man wearing a white tennis outfit, left arm in a sling, speaking with a light accent, perhaps Canadian or British. I told you. Oh, Canadian bud, listen. Uh, my car's broke down out here. I wondered if you could help me find a phone. Mm. Also, my arm's a little broke. If you could hold it for me, <laughs> can you hold my arm for me? <laughs> That's my Canadian accent. That was very <laughs> bad. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> That's fine. Are you not going to keep reading? Okay. Oh, no. no. This is your part. Uh, introducing himself <laughs> as Ted, uh, which I was like, oh, dude. that's not me. Are you serious? You, after all this time, you still are going, I guess he thought that like he was invincible, that he was like, oh, I'm just going to call myself by my real name. Really, dude? Yep. Uh, introducing himself as Ted, asking for their help unloading his sailboat from his tan or bronze Volkswagen Beetle. Just um, a question. Mm. How the fuck do you put a sailboat? Thank you. In a, a, a I have no idea. This was a massive question for me. And I know that like you can have like a smaller sailboat that like those ones that you not like Even a if sail it's like a tractor trailer kind of, of sailboat no, 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 behind no, it. No, it, no, it's not. Not like a full like massive boat thing. Yeah. I'm talking about like the like ba they're basically like little kayaks that have like a sail attached Still, to them. How does that fit? I don't know. It wouldn't. Um, I agree with you, but I mean it sounds a little bit better than a full ass thing behind you. And the girl was like Okay. Sounds legit. Yeah. Um, so for no, she's probably like, he's fucking crazy. Well, here we go. And I'm so, going to follow him and do everything he says. Four of them refused. And then one of them accompanied 
with accompanied with him as far as his car saw that there was no sailboat and fled so she basically i'm assuming like coming up a hill or something like that and she's like where's your boat yeah i see this volkswagen now there's no fucking boat i'm leaving so good for you lady you didn't die um three additional witnesses saw him approach janice annis janice annis janice annis janice ott a 23 year old uh with a with the sailboat story and watched her leave the beach in his company. About four hours later, Denise Marie Naslin, 19 years old, left a picnic to go to the restroom and never return. Bundy later told a reporter that Ott was still alive when he returned with Naslin and that he forced one to watch as he murdered the other, but he later denied it in another interview. Finally armed. Oh, you have something to say? No. Okay. Finally armed with a detailed description of their suspect and his car, posted flyers. Oh, the police department posted flyers throughout Seattle, printed in newspapers and broadcast on local TV. Elizabeth Klopfer and rule a DES employee that worked with him and a university professor all recognized the profile, the sketch and the car, and then reported Bundy as a possible suspect. But detectives were receiving two, uh, over 200 tips a day, found it very unlikely that a clean cut lawyer law student without a record could be a perpetrator. So on September 6th, two bird hunters stumbled upon the skeletal remains of Ott and Naslin near a service road in, what'd you say, Issaquah? Issaquah. Issaquah, two miles east of Lake Sammamish State Park. Sammamish. Sammamish. Sammamish? Sammamish. 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 Whatever. Um, an extra femur, femur and several vertebrae were found at the site were later identified as Bun- by Bundy as Georgian Hawkins. Six months later, forestry students from Green River Community College discovered the bu- the skulls and mandibles of Healy, Rancourt, Parks, and Ball on Taylor Mountain, where Bundy frequently hiked just east of Issaquah. Manson's remains were never recovered. In, uh, in August, and you keep opening your mouth like you're going to say something. I'm just resting. Yeah, oh. <sighs> <laughs> In August of 1974, Bundy received a second acceptance from the University of Utah Law School and moved to Salt Lake City, leaving Klopfer in Seattle. Uh, While he called her often, he dated at least a dozen other women. Uh, The following month, new homicides began, including two that were undiscovered. I put toe. Two that were undiscovered until... Undiscovered. Toe undiscovered. um, Until Bundy confessed to them... Uh, before his execution. On September 2nd, he raped and strangled a still unidentified hitchhiker in Idaho, then either disposed of the remains immediately in a nearby nearby river um, or returned the next day to photograph and dismember the corpse. Like, mm, okay. I mean, excuse me. Can you spill your wine? Spoopy? <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> My going. It's making us introduction to our spooky podcast. Okay, uh, just kidding. Um, uh-huh. So on October second, he sees sixteen-year-old Nancy Wilcox in Holiday, a suburb of Salt Lake City. He remains, or her remains, were buried near Capitol Reef National Park, some two hundred miles south of Holiday, but were never found. October eighteenth, Melissa. So I have to say one thing. I think that. So he was going like one every month or like month and a half when he was in Seattle. And these ones here, he became very like fervent. Like he needed these things to happen. Uh, oh my God, I used an SAT word. Um, I don't think I use it right. But <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> he became very aggressive in what he needed to get done. 
not needed. What he wanted to get done. He didn't need to do this. Um, <laughs> got to get those murders done. <laughs> I've only got it's so much on time. my to do list this week. Gonna get caught soon. So better get, get as many as I can. Get then. as many as possible. Mm. So I got to wet my whistle. Um, oh, I splashed my glasses. I have my glasses. My glasses. I can't read without my glasses. Um, but did I become Vilma? Jinkies. <laughs> I used to think that I was a Daphne, and now I think I'm pretty certain I'm a Vilma. You're pretty much a Vilma. Mm-hmm. Now, you're Shaggy. Messy <laughs> bitch. Uh, she loves I do. I do really like my snacks, though. Can I be Scooby? Snacks. Snacks. Um, I'll be... Uh, Fred. <laughs> Mr. Waters. <laughs> Just take off the mask. <gasps> Mr. Waters. Yeah, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you fucking kids. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah. Fuck fucking you, kids. Fuck Shut the fuck up. Shut you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't murder anybody. I'm just trying to get these people off of my land. For Christ's sake. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Jeez. <laughs> it's an oil company. Don't you care? <laughs> this is my ancestral home. <laughs> this is the, the new um, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> The, the new legal battles of Scooby Doo. Legal battles of Scooby Doo. Um, you broke my fucking house. <laughs> you literally drove into my fence, uh, and it was made of my dead mother's ashes. This is my property. You don't. Why belong are you here? here? Why are you in this house? You thought it was haunted. I just live here. <laughs> I just like an ambiance that's maybe a little creepy. I don't have a maid. I can't afford it. Have you seen it's this a house? Little dusty. I get it. Okay. The, the mortgage is massive. <laughs> Pledge is expensive nowadays, and I don't have time to dust all 17 rooms. You guys live in a van. I I live in one bedroom in this house, and you came and grabbed me out of here, blamed me for murdering someone, which I did. And what if I like to walk around in a robe that's a little flowy? It doesn't look like a ghost. It doesn't, okay? It's a kimono. Have some culture. <laughs> and that's my singing. <laughs> I'm not very good yet. I'm taking lessons. <laughs> you got the wrong guy. You Take have away, the wrong boy. number. <laughs> Besides, you guys are all on acid anyway. You see your mystery machine? <laughs> you guys nope. have just been running around here vomiting on magic mushrooms. Somehow <laughs> you keep going through different doors and coming out different doors. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing. <laughs> I think you got me like a secondhand high. Yeah. I don't know how it happened. I'm wasted. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, this is rural Georgia, so we're just going to put you guys to death. <laughs> Jinkies. Jinkies. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yep. <laughs> so on October 2nd. I found the name of the episode. <laughs> Jinkies. <laughs> I just like to walk around in a flowy gown. <laughs> That's my singing. I'm taking lessons. That's it. <laughs> Um, so on October 2nd, he seized uh, 16-year-old Nancy Wilcox in Holiday, a suburb of Salt Lake City. Her remains were buried near Capitol Reef National Park, some 200 miles south of Holiday, but they were never found. On October 18th, Melissa Ann Smith, 17-year-old daughter of the police chief of Midvale, which is also another suburb of Salt Lake City, uh, disappeared after leaving a pizza parlor. Her new body was found in a nearby mountainous area nine days later. Post-mortem examination indicated that she may have remained alive for up to seven days following her disappearance. Ugh. I know. So basically they found her two days after. Too late. Yeah. 
Um, on October 31st, Laura Ann Aim, also 17, disappeared 25 miles south of Leahy after leaving a cafe at just after midnight. Her naked body was found by hikers nine miles to the northeast of American Fork Canyon on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, both women had been beaten, raped, sodomized, and strangled with nylon stockings. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Years later, Bundy described his postmortem rituals with the corpses of Smith and Aim, including hair shampooing and the application of makeup, which is creepy. It's creepy. In the late afternoon, do you of, think he was very good? No, <laughs> I've got some tips. <laughs> uh, we'll, well, we're going to do a hot curl for her. <laughs> oh, you see that cat eye and that nice <laughs> just blue eye shadow. Shadow just. eye. <laughs> Oh, terrible. In the late afternoon of November 8th, Bundy approached 18-year-old telephone operator Carol DeRange uh, at a mall in Murray, less than a mile from the Midvale restaurant where Melissa Smith had was last seen. Um, he identified himself as Officer Roseland of the Murray Police Department and told DeRange that someone had attempted to break into her car and asked her to accompany him to the station to file a complaint. When she pointed out that he was, so she got in with him. And when he pointed out, when she pointed out that he was on a road that didn't lead to a police station, he attempted to handcuff her, which during the whole struggle led to both handcuffs on the same wrist of hers. So she was able to open the car and jump Duck out. and roll. Exactly. Later that evening, Deborah Jean Kent, 17-year-old student at Viewmont High School in Bountiful, 20 miles north of Murray, disappeared after leaving a theater production at the school to pick up her brother. The drama teacher and a student told police that a stranger had asked each of them to come out to the parking lot to identify a car. Another student later saw the same man pacing in the rear of the auditorium, and the drama teacher spotted him again shortly before the end of the play. Outside of the auditorium, they found the key to the handcuffs from Carol DeRanche's wrists. So basically, they saw this weirdo outside of this high school play. And he was just, like, pacing frantically, which I assume he – because he already had it in his mind that he wanted to kill someone that night uh, or ad abduct someone, at least, at the very least, that night. Uh, so he was not successful. So I assume, especially looking back at, like, um, the anxiety that we saw from um, – Dahmer. Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer, that – if he didn't get it, he was like, I need to get it. I need to get my, my fix kind of thing. So, of course, he's probably, like, pacing back and forth, being, like, a fucking maniac. Like, and this needs to happen. This needs to happen. And so he was, like, doing everything in his power um, at that point. So if they had just fucking called the cops at that point about, like, some weirdo outside of the fucking high school. High school like, you could have had someone that, I don't know. You There could have been opportunity to yeah. find this whole situation you Much saw dazed dinner. and confused. Matthew McConaughey was at that fucking bowling alley with 13-year-olds. Mm. They were just like, oh, he's just here to Hang teach out. the kids something. Yeah, no. Ugh, gross. So in November, Elizabeth Klopfer, Klopfer called King... What am I saying? Elizabeth Klopfer called King County... There was a lot of K's, <laughs> or K sounds. Um, this... Okay, anyways. Called uh, the King County Police the second time after reading that young women were disappearing yes. <laughs> in towns surrounding Salt Lake City. Thank you. By this time, Bundy had risen on the hierarchy of suspicion, but a witness from Lake Sammamish... Sammamish. <laughs> Sammamish, considered to be the most reliable, failed to identify him from a police lineup. So once again... They had him in like a high up in suspicion, but the person they were like, yeah, you know everything about this case. She was like, no, nah, I don't think that's him. He looks like a nice guy. What the fuck? You guys, 
So then in December, Klopfer called to the Salt Lake City Sheriff's Office and repeated her suspicions. His name was added, but that but at that time, there was no credible forensic evidence linking him to the, to the Utah crime. There was really no evidence at all. So then in January of 1975, Bundy returned to Seattle after his final exams and spent a week with Klopfer, who did not tell him that she had reported him to police on the three separate occasions. So then on January 12th of 1975, a 33-year-old registered nurse 23. named... What did I say? 33. 23-year-old registered nurse named Karen Eileen Campbell disappeared while walking down a well-lit hallway between the elevator and her room at the Wildwood Inn in Snowmass Village, 400 miles southeast of Salt Lake City. She was walking from the elevator to the her hotel. room in what I assume is like a hotel, mm-hmm. and he, she was uh, attacked and abducted. What the actual fuck? Her nude body was found a month later next to a dirt road just outside of the resort. She had been killed by blows to her head from a blunt instrument that left distinctive linear grooved depressions on her skull, and her body also bore deep cuts from a sharp weapon. On March 15th, 100 miles, north, 100 miles northeast of Snowmass, 16-year-old Vail ski instructor Julie Cunningham disappeared while walking from her apartment to a dinner date with a friend. She never made it there, obviously. Mm. Uh, Bundy later told Colorado investigators that, she, that he approached her on crutches um, and asked her to help carry his ski boots to his car, where he clubbed and handcuffed her, then assaulted and strangled her at her secondary location, uh, secondary location site near Rifle, 100 miles west of Vail. Weeks later, he made the six-hour drive from Salt Lake City to revisit her remains. Denise Oliver Oliverson? Oliverson. Oliverson? Oliverson? 25, uh, disappeared near the Utah-Colorado border in Grand Junction on April 6th while riding her bicycle to her parents' house. Her bike and sandals were found under a viaduct near a railroad bridge. On May 6th, Bundy lured 12-year-old Lynette Don Culver from Alameda Junior High School in... Pocatello, Idaho. Pocatello. Uh, Pocatello. Uh, 160 miles north of Salt Lake City. He drowned uh, drowned, and then sexually assaulted her um, in his hotel before disposing her body in a river near Pocatello. In mid-May, three of Bundy's Washington State DES co-workers, including Carol, uh, Carol Ann Boone, visited him in Salt Lake City and stayed for a week in his apartment. Bundy then spent a week in Seattle with Klopfer in early June, and they discussed getting married the following Christmas. She didn't mention uh, the police reports, and he didn't mention dating uh, Boone or another girl in Utah. So then, June 28th, Susan Curtis, uh, or Suzanne Curtis, Susan, Susan, Curtis, vanished from the campus. Suzanne. Suzanne. Um, vanished from the campus of BYU in Provo, 45 miles south of Salt Lake City. This murder became the last confession recorded moments before Bundy entered the execution chamber. The bodies of Wilcox, Kent, Cunningham, Oliverson, Culver, and Curtis were never recovered. August or September of 1975, Bundy was baptized in in the Church of Latter-day Saints, although he was not an active participant in the services and ignored most of the church's restrictions. He would later... Why did you join? Exactly. Well, I have another sentence here in just a second. Uh, He would later become excommunicated following his 1976 kidnapping conviction. He later claimed to be Methodist after he was arrested. So first of all, (laughs) why did you join if you were considering yourself Methodist the entire time? Second of all, why was this relevant? 
It's not. It's not. <laughs> Why was this put in this article right in the middle of all these murders? Oh, God. I, I don't. It goes back to, like, exactly what I said during um, the Jeffrey Dahmer, that call back to episode two, uh, when it was like it, he was in jail and was like, oh, I found God. And, yep. like, his priest would visit him every week or whatever the fuck it was. It's like, girl, did you? Did you really? Looks good on paper, huh? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, so then Washington State investigators were still struggling to analyze the Pacific Northwest murders, uh, murder spree that had ended as abruptly as it had began. Yeah, because the murderer left. He's in Utah now doing it all. Surprise! Mm-hmm. The person that keeps calling and telling you, hey, my boyfriend's in Utah murdering people. That's why he's not here murdering people. Yeah. What the fuck? Listen to her. Also a product of the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. Let's not share any of our information. Yep. That's my next line. Don't here. share it any of it. It's so the, ours only. They resorted to actually using an innovative technique at the time um, by compiling all of the information in one database. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that a fax? Yeah, seriously. Oh, oh do I fax? Do we get a fax? <laughs> do, you hear, do you hear that giant machine ringing? It's ringing at us. Um, hold on. Do you remember when paper for uh, printers used to come with like the stuff oh, on the side? I used to love those as a kid because yeah, I used to rip them off and see how long I could like go without them breaking, and then I ended up with, like long trails. And then I totally would <laughs> dance. My little gay ass would dance around the room with them. I'd get like as long as a paper as I could, and I do like the like uh, like the ribbon dancing. ribbon dancing. There you go. You homosexual? Uh, yeah, I was very gay when I was little. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. I used to dress a dog up in my sister's skirts. <sighs> Classic. And me. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> was it the dog or was it you? No, my sister used to dress me up. I used to, I don't think I ever put him on myself just for like fun, but I put him on the and dog. You would, no, you'd go say, can you put this skirt on me can, for fun? I just, can we just hang out? You want to like, play yeah, you have any like skirts? <laughs> you have any um, like shoes? I noticed you've got some Barbies over there <laughs> can and I, I was just wondering. Have those? <laughs> well, I think I said this on the podcast before. Whenever I was younger, I actually used to play with Barbies, but I would play with them as superheroes. So, like, they would be, like... Wonder Woman. Be- people with powers, yeah. <laughs> and like superpowers, and <laughs> no male characters. Yeah, I wouldn't sit there like, mm, I'm here, and I'm going to have... I'm so in love with Ken, and blah, blah. No, I don't give a fuck about Ken. She's over here ruling the fucking world, okay? Me, I was like, <sighs> I mean... I gotta make this pot pie by three thirty, <laughs> and I gotta go upstairs to make the bed. And it's all plastic. Yeah. <laughs> These sheets don't. They move. don't. These are not. I'm so sheets. panicked. I need fitted <sighs> sheets. We need to go to the mall. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, that's why you have large amounts of anxiety, and I don't. Wait. Um, Do I? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta save the world. Is more important than. There's a sale on the Bath and Body Works. I've got coupons. <laughs> coupons. Yeah. I'm eight years old, but I don't give a fuck. Let's get in this van <laughs> that transforms into a hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> your imagination was wild. It did. It turned into a hot tub. Wait, your van actually turned into a hot tub? Barbie's van? Oh. Yeah, sure, van turned into a sure, hot tub. Sure, sure, yeah. I didn't have those things because I just got hand-me-down Barbies from my sister who were missing parts of the. Oh, I didn't. I they still became superheroes. The real thing, baby, no. with my cousins. I didn't get a Barbie house. She had a Barbie house. There was a lot of horses, and I was like, I don't know what to do with these. <laughs> uh, my brother would be out playing basketball with my dad, and I'd be over there harvesting bugs from <laughs> like random. Ooh, look at this caterpillar. Uh, my favorite thing to do was make rivers 
in the garden beds, like turn on the hose. Oh yeah, just let the water go. It's like, mm, look at that river. What a first world hobby. Uh, you're running up our water bill. Fifty thousand gallons later. Oh, I left the river running. <laughs> but look, <laughs> but look at all the water in the yard. Grass is just flooded. <laughs> <laughs> The grass is dying. <laughs> what is going on here? Me. <laughs> Did it rain recently? No. Nope. <laughs> We're actually in a drought. <laughs> <laughs> you now have a fine from the city. <laughs> oh, God. Thank God we live in Houston, in California. You can just get water out of Galveston. Uh-oh. <laughs> Oh or my the, god, I saw um, like a little internet meme or like a, it was like a cookie somebody took a picture of and mm-hmm. it was like, um, uh, brown eyes are ocean eyes if you live in Galveston Bay. <laughs> because that was talking about the one that we talked about yesterday or last week, the one where the, the blue eyes were the ocean and the, oh, green, yeah, the, the brown, brown eyes, eyes were soup. soup. <laughs> um, I think that was like a response to that. Like brown eyes can be ocean too if you're talking about Galveston. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it's referring to. Anyways, I've got like two more lines. Hold on. Um, So yeah, they started using one database uh, and they used one payroll computer, which was a huge primitive machine at the time, uh, to input their list that they had compiled. Excuse me. Classmates and acquaintances of the victims. um, All Volkswagen owners named Ted. uh, And then also known sex sex offenders and so on and so forth. Um, out of the thousands of names they put in, 26 turned up on all four on four separate lists. One of which was Ted Bundy. Detectives all while well, this was happening, because I assume it was a computer back in the day, was like one name entered, another name entered. You know, typical just taking fucking forever. Um, and I'm sure it probably lost connection like a million times. Uh, so the detectives compiled a list of their. I love that you think it was connected to the internet. Oh, you're right. They didn't have the internet. <laughs> it was just like paper slips. That didn't exist. Did it exist? I don't think it existed. No. <laughs> I mean, um, it existed, but not in the capacity to where yeah. that was connected to it. Not where I now have a phone in my hand that's a massive computer. Um, so detectives then decided, okay, well, while this computer is doing whatever it's doing. Uh, well, I assume this is basically like Excel. They were basically using a primitive version of Excel, uh, which takes us two seconds nowadays. And But it was like a... I imagine... Because what I imagine is they used to have like these punch cards uh-huh. and you put the punch card in the machine and it would read it and it compare it to everything that it read before uh-huh. and you take it out and you put a new punch card in but it was like a little card and it would have one person's information and it's like this is punched out, that's punched out, this punched out, that punched yeah. out and then it compares it to all of them. Yeah, I assume that's probably right. I don't know. I don't it know is. Okay. Oh, it is. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about old computers. Uh, so then the detectives were like, okay, while this is running, we're going to go ahead and compile our own list of the 100 best suspects. And Ted Bundy was one of the top ones. Surprise. Okay. So now, so like. what did they do? Yeah. So at, so he was at the top of the list. So what did they do? We don't know. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we're going to have to save that for part two of our podcast. <laughs> part two of our 40th episode anniversary. Uh, that will now, I guess, be episode 41 or 42. I don't know. Since no, I it's can't count. Called. I'm taking voice lessons. <laughs> That's my singing. <laughs> That's my singing. I'm taking voice lessons. Um, so I'll ha- I have to ask my question now. So do you think... I was going to save it till the end as well. Like, very, very end, but we're going to have to wait on that one. Do you think that all of this was premeditated? Like, let me let me clarify. I mean, do you think that he, like, took an interest in all of this, like... Law stuff, 
and like crime interest and like looking at crime law and like going to all this because he was like i want to do it exactly like i have this craving to murder someone how am i going to murder these people and rape them and destroy their bodies and you know stuff like that without ever getting caught because he knew that he wanted to kill people and get away with it so do you think that like he plotted this whole idea of like i'm gonna go to law school i'm gonna become a lawyer and like all this stuff i'm gonna work with the the Criminal, Republican de- party yeah, exactly. Like, Republican criminal investigation. Work with high ups that'll also back me. You know all these different things. Like I'm going to become a smooth talker and learn how to do it. Just because he knew that he wanted to kill people. Do you think? No. You think that he did that? Maybe I don't. I can't say. I think I he did for sure. I, well, I because we'll he never, never know, had yeah. any uh, inclinations to do that before uh, or until after he broke up with Brooks. Well, which that was, we know of. Yeah, of course. But because um, he started all of that in 1972. So he was probably 25, 26, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, nobody knows what they want to do any, ever. Mm-hmm. So 26 is a part of your life where you could probably say, if this is what I wanted to do, these would be some great steps to take. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I guess he could have premeditated it. I want to kill someone. I want to kill lots of people and I want to get get away with them. Let me go ahead and plan out and do all these things to find out the best ways to do it and get away with it. Well, if he I mean, his other route was maybe I can get into a political party because. They murder people. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, exactly. So if I do it that way, then I can murder whoever I want. Yeah. And, and get no away one will it. ever know. Everything will just be paid off. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true as well. And, and it's a Republican Party. Oh! Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, another white claw. <laughs> Did we say it at the same time? Mm-mm. Oh. That was inside your head. Yeah. That's weird. Um, so yeah, that was that was my question that I think I wanted to like, leave the this episode with specifically because I thought it was a really good like question to like ask the audience <laughs> and say okay now you've guys got a week email us message us on on uh, email us at our spoopy podcast at gmail.com send us our a- spoopy podcast on instagram.com our spoopy podcast or our spoopy I was gonna Twitter, list them all out <laughs> our spoop on Facebook well I did it first well I was gonna say you can message us or at us on Twitter at our spoopy um, or you can send us a message or comment on something that we post because we're going to be posting a lot about Ted, but Ted Bundy in the coming uh, days once you hear this episode coming out on Sunday. Um, comment on one of our posts or something. We'll ask the question on Facebook and on Twitter so you can let us know and actually respond to stuff. And we want it to be interactive. So you can let us know as well so we can possibly talk about it on our podcast. Um, and... Uh, let us know on Facebook, which is our spoop, and on Instagram, which is our spoop podcast at Instagram.com. I had a plug mm. for um, that wasn't my plug anyway, <laughs> whatever we just talked about because nobody <laughs> heard. My plug was um, for RuPaul's Drag Race season two of All Stars when they said, Well, guess what, Mimi? We did. And that is more relevant when we go back and listen to what you just said. But it doesn't make any sense now. So. <laughs> because we just said Mimi, <laughs> I'm first was number one in the ratings. I could not believe it. Oh Don't gosh. you come for my fans, bitch. <laughs> fans? Well, from what I understand, you don't have that many. Okay, Ooh. keep going. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> yep, white claws. What was I saying? <laughs> we got distracted. 
let us know your opinions on whether or not oh, yeah. so Ted Bundy basically, was premeditated. Yeah, do you think it was premeditated? Because then that'll get us into because basically after this, he's, he's caught. He's we've got well, trial. Well, not caught, but he's he is caught. He's in jail than more than one time. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a whole thing. Um, also, you should watch uh, the movie on Netflix because Spencer and I both did. We'll give our final details about the movie after. Uh, we've gone through everything just because the movie goes through everything at one time. Um, but you should watch it as well just so you're caught up and kind of know the Ted Bunny story. If you don't know the Ted Bunny story already, I think that gives a pretty good intro to that at least uh, while we're giving more of the details. Uh, and plus, what Zac Efron is so dreamy. I don't know. His, the entire time that his teeth were messed up to oh, yeah, mimic Ted, Ted Bundy's, Bundy's teeth. teeth were mixed up. Yeah, I know. And I just I couldn't get on board Should have given him a unibrow, though. I know. What the fuck? Every picture that I have of Ted Bundy is him with a... And like people in the 70s, they just not realize they had a, a unibrow. They're exactly. Like, Whatever. Do you not look in the mirror? He had a unibrow since he was a kid. Yep. There was pictures on Wikipedia of him as a child. You had a unibrow back then too. Do you not know what a tweezer is? Honestly, uh, my entire life I've never met a... Uh, American white man yeah. <laughs> with a unibrow. Yeah. Like Russian, sometimes they don't get it or maybe it's just <laughs> cool there it. or whatever. Yeah. But I've never met somebody that looks and speaks like me to have a unibrow. Yeah. To each their own, I guess. <laughs> I mean. Cultural differences. You gonna stop? You gonna stop plucking? <laughs> you gonna stop plucking? Am I gonna stop? No, I pluck all the time. <laughs> I naturally don't have a unibrow. Okay, calm down. I don't have like a massive one like Ted Bunny does, but I get a couple hairs every now and then, okay? Don't judge me. Stop looking. <laughs> and we'll bring out the magnifying glass. <laughs> well. That's going to be my next uh, prop for this prop drawer. Magnifying glass. Magnify Why glass. do you have such a big prop drawer? I don't understand. Oh, I don't know. We've got maracas. Like. Economy Works is still your sponsor, though. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Feinstein. We just had to bring Barbara out. Barbara has a new nail color. I think that you guys may have seen a post with her on Saturday. Oh. Uh, and she appreciates all the love. Well, you went to LT Info. LT Fempo? Yeah. <sighs> Supporting Ted Bunny's Republican Party. <laughs> this is the one. This Don't is not roll your eyes. 19 or this is not the uh, one on Montrose. This is They're all owned X. by the same people. No. Yeah. What the fuck? Since when do I not vote? Every single election that we've had. Including the off years? Since 2016. Primaries? Yes. I haven't gone to vote for the primaries yet. It literally opened up yesterday. You? Uh, you could have been in Oh, line. my God. I've been at work. Surprise. I actually work. You Listen. Just, you only worked 27 minutes the other day. That was, was that during, uh, I don't the, know. You obviously do if you're looking at my tweets all the time. That's our spoopy fighting at ourspoopyfighting.com. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of fighting, uh, have you ever uh, tried to do marketing online? No. <laughs> well, uh, I market myself all the time. Um, mm. Do you, or is that just you talking about stuff that you think is interesting? It's called Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> you need to take a class then. Yeah. Uh, Where can I do that? You could do that at well. I don't know where where specifically, but if you contacted a company called Economy Works, mm -hmm. uh, you could probably get somebody who knows a whole lot about marketing. They are here to help. Uh, they are definitely here to help. And as soon as I pull up the rest of their commercial, I will tell you what they could help with. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be some dead space. Can you try to fill this 
Peace. What should I fill it with? I don't know. Goddamn laughing. Whatever. <laughs> Goddamn laughing. <gasps> you said GD. No, I didn't. My yeah. mom would never listen this far into an episode. I also <laughs> I also said it anyways. <laughs> Do you know that the employment rate is under 4%? No. Uh, it is in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to hire someone, then you probably already know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably having trouble finding some quality candidates. Economy Works is here to help. Don't have the time, energy, or the resources to hire? Economy did. Works is ready to help you write job descriptions, find candidates, review resumes, and phone screen candidates. Let the economy, economy Works Talent Network help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. And of course, we have to plug our sister podcast, Let's, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff, because they are doing some amazing work this February to, yes. of course, highlight all of our um, black queer brothers and sisters for a Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, so please give them a follow at Let's Talk About. No. Talk gay stuff on Instagram? No, it's let's talk gay stuff on Twitter. Okay, let's talk about gay stuff on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, and they've been put, well, I guess on all their platforms, but I yeah. always see it on Instagram because I'm constantly, I'm an Instagram whore. Yeah. So it's let's talk about gay stuff on Instagram, Facebook.com, and Gmail, mm-hmm. and then uh, talk gay stuff on Twitter. Yes. Um, so that's why I follow all their stuff on Instagram just because it shows up as a story. And I absolutely love reading about the history for each one of them uh, because it's very important to know where we've come from and where we're going. Yep. Well, where well, where everyone else is going, we're leaving you behind. That's fine. I'm not surprised though. I'm not shocked. I mean, I mean, we sent you a notice. Wouldn't you leave him behind too? (laughs) Why do you stop playing with that? That's fine. Um, Okay. Well, we've got one episode under our belt for Ted Bundy, and we've got another because that was that's long. We I wrote almost eight pages worth just on getting to him getting to trial. Yeah. (laughs) And we're at uh, an hour and 44 minutes, so let's yeah. wrap it up before we get there. Okay, uh, so 45. should we tell people to... Well, I think usually when we tell them to do something, they should always get, get spoopy, spoopy with, with it. it. 